Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I am so glad you're here. It is Business of Design. I'm Kimberly Selden. If you don't know me, I'm a practicing interior designer like you are, and uh, Business of Design grew organically out of my need to run a more successful, more profitable, more soul-satisfying business. And uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different on the podcast. Normally, I have these amazing guests who teach us about the systems they use to run their business. But today, I'm going to let you step behind the scenes into a an live action moment of me and my team doing a step 10. 10. There are, after all, nine steps before it. So what you're going to hear is a lot of activity happening in a client's home. The house itself is three stories. Uh, these are repeat customers. We did their country house a few years back, and this is their city home. They share their home with two sets of twins, so it's a busy, dynamic family. They're uber cool people, way cooler than me, so you know you kind of have to step up your game in that regard. Uh, but you're not going to see any of that. What you're going to hear instead are four different movers on site, moving furniture and in and out and helping us unpack the things and place things. You're going to hear my carpet, uh, my favorite resource for carpets, show up at the house with some big 150-pound carpets for me to consider for my clients. Uh, You're going to hear mirror, custom mirror installers. You're going to hear our drapery installers, and you're going to hear our art installers. And there's a lot of action going on. So the sound quality is not as great as when I record in the studio. Hang in there, though. Hopefully, uh, you get a sense of how exciting exciting, dynamic, scary, uh, terrifying, fantastic step 10 can be. And of course, remember the goal of step 10 is to have the clients walk through the door at the end of whatever length of time you've given yourself uh, and have the experience of coming into the home of their dreams. So in our case, we gave ourselves two days, which really wasn't enough. Uh, In hindsight, I should have given myself three days. And in fact, two stories are probably okay for two days, but three stories, you need that extra day because one trade is calling me on the second floor, another trade is calling for me in the basement, and the same thing is happening to my team and the interior designers who work with me. So lots of chaos going on. Listen in. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden, brought to you by Business of Design, a coaching community for independent designers like you. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hey, before we jump in, let's talk to the fabulous Cheryl Horn. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Everything here is great. And you're going to tell us, you're going to tell us good news and bad news. High Point is either sold out or we have one seat left. And then tell us about what else is coming up for Business of Design this month. Yeah, we have one room left for High Point. Uh, we're, we're going there with a group April 13th to 15th. So it's sold out really quickly. Everyone got in before Christmas, before the holidays. And now we're in full gear, booking our itinerary and getting all set up for that. So um, that's coming up again April 13th to 15th. And we've got one room left if anyone's interested. Um, and then at the end of this month, we've got on the 24th, our first webinar of 2018. And we're doing group coaching sessions. We're going to 
do that monthly uh, for the year. We asked everyone what they were interested in doing and group coaching is is what people are looking for from you. So again, that's January 24th. We kick off our first webinar of the year. Bring us your problems. If I can give you an answer that helps you, great. If I don't have the answer, we will seek out the expert advice you need and get back to you because we want to make sure that this is the best year you've ever had in business. So Cheryl, thank you so much. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. I mentioned that there is a lot that goes into orchestrating a step 10. There are, of course, nine other steps, but even just getting step 10 itself organized is a, is a really big undertaking. So for one thing, you have to have the movers ready to pick up all the items that you'd ordered, you've ordered on behalf of your clients. In our case, the home that you're going to be listening in on, uh, that meant a whole bunch of different upholstered pieces of furniture, beautiful case goods, uh, drapery coverings, some light fixtures, tons of artwork, lots and lots of accessories, big heavy carpets, uh, basically a home full of furniture. And that means if you want to begin uh, your time on site at step 10 fresh, early one morning, say 9 a.m., you have to arrange for your movers to make all those pickups a day or two before. When I first started experimenting with turnkey solutions, we had the movers pick up goods the day of, and we wanted them to simultaneously pick everything up and be on the job site by noon for our first one. And of course, they didn't get to the job site till three o'clock and the clients were coming home at six o'clock. So it was a bit of a disaster, in fact. So you really, I can't emphasize enough how you need to give yourself enough time to make it look smooth and seamless and feel comfortable. So we do arrange for the movers to pick items up a couple of days ahead of time before we need them. We also will direct them to place things on the truck as we need them to come off. So for example, we want some of the big pieces of furniture to come off quickly, but we don't need the accessories to come off right away. We don't need the artwork to come off right away. So we want to get those big pieces of upholstered furniture, for example, in a living room, a couple of sofas, chairs, etc., to come out. So by the time the guys are arrive with the carpets that I've pre-selected, I can tell which carpet is the right carpet to go into the room. For this job, I was on site uh, with a couple of interior designers, talented, wonderful uh, people who work with me. Kathy is a senior designer. Victoria uh, is, is also a senior designer. So very busy day. And it was more than a little hectic answering the questions that trades had and trying to tape the interview. So you'll forgive me if it's not a perfectly smooth edited experience, but I do think it's insightful to hear what's happening in the middle of a step 10. And some people will say like, oh, you've been doing it so long, Kimberly, it's probably so easy for you. I want you to know it's never easy and something always goes wrong. So you are going to hear a problem that turned out to be not solvable before the clients got home. You're going to hear from my art installer, drapery installer, uh, carpet suppliers. Uh, I think there was somebody else you're going to hear from as well. 
if you get a kick out of this episode, a um, couple of things. First of all, subscribe to us so you don't miss a podcast. I've got great guests coming up from all over uh, North America, Australia, and Europe. So that's exciting. We're also going to be doing some live podcasting in High Point. Uh, some of you are coming to High Point with us for Business of Design, and I'm looking forward to an amazing trip. So that's the first thing. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe to us. Whenever you want more information about a podcast, make sure you go to businessofdesign.com because there are show notes. We always call out the takeaways, those tips that are really indispensable that a guest has given our audience. And in this case, there's going to be some pictures of my installers behind the scenes. Speaking of installers behind the scenes, let's jump right in. You're going to first hear from Daniel, who is constantly moving as I try to interview him. His job is to hang all the artwork in the house. Some of it's pretty straightforward. They're probably about 30, 35, 40 pieces. Some of it a little more challenging. What are you doing crawling around on the floor? Uh, I'm measuring a circle piece of art. I don't know what you would call it, like a disc? Multiple discs. Multiple discs to place on the wall for a sort of circle collage wall next to a TV. Okay, tell me what you do. Uh, Well, first got to place it on the floor, lay it out, make sure the big boss agrees with everything. (laughs) Am I the big boss? You're the big boss. Oh, dear. And, And once you approve the layout, then I basically just do the math, mark it on the wall, put the screws in the wall, and hang... The discs. I mean, discs are rare. Mostly we're working with rectangular frames. Yeah, we, we, we try to challenge you because you get bored. Otherwise, we don't want you to get bored. Yeah, sculptural things and shelves and weird stuff. That's kind of what our specialty is as a team now. Okay, and you can't even... You're, he, I want you to know that he's working while he's talking. He's like not even stopping the motion while he's doing it. Tell, <laughs> you're tell not paying me to not work. Not paying you not to work. That's right. Get moving, buddy. Tell everybody what you do for a living. Tell, tell, tell us about Artstall. So I work for a company called Artstall. We're a GTA-based, uh, Greater Toronto Area-based art installation company. Uh, but we travel all across Canada and the U.S. as well. Uh, and primarily residential, but also corporate and hospitality. And basically we just professionally hang artwork in spaces, whether it's in a home or in a restaurant or a hotel or a retirement home. And there's an art to everything, and this is kind of how we... Uh, show people how to properly hang work without it falling or still being safe for pets and kids and everything needs to be straight. So I love it. We don't hang anything ourselves now. These guys show up with ladders and lasers and pencils and tape measures and ideas, ideas. I get these fun things I want to hang on the wall and I just ask them, what do you think about this? We hung some bowls in the powder room this morning. Yeah, we did hang some bowls. (laughs) Some uh, pretty cool, yeah, metallic looking bowls off of what I guess would be coat hooks, but okay, yeah, yeah. we got creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Back to work. Thanks. I've learned over the years that clients have a hard time saying yes to an expensive, a fifteen or $20,000 carpet at the presentation stage. And what happened to me over and over again is the clients would say, wow, this is really expensive. I tell you what, let's don't do the carpet now. We can think about that later. And of course, the room is not finished without the carpet. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try something different and I'm going to borrow the carpets at step 10. The clients will not have paid for those carpets yet, but I'm going to 
borrow them. I'm going to place them in the room so when the clients come home, they'll see the carpet I think they should have. And in my experience, I don't think I've ever had a situation where the clients didn't purchase the carpet because you could so easily see that it finished the room, it completed the room. I also noticed that they might think a $15,000 carpet is expensive, and we think that's expensive, right? For sure. I'm not, I'm not suggesting it isn't. Uh, but when they actually see it in the room, they realize they really don't want to live without it. So suddenly it becomes something that they really want to afford versus something they think they can postpone until later. I, I want to recognize as well that not every project warrants a $20,000 carpet in the room. And, you know, as the designer, that's really your job to figure out the price point the client needs to be in. It's not always the price point they tell us they want to be in. There's lots of ways we get clues about the proper price point for clients. But at the end of the day, you trust your gut and you go with your strong recommendation and your opinion that this is exactly what they should do. Okay, so tell me what, what you're doing here today. Well, I'm presenting three options for master bedroom. Uh, two of them are textural, obviously the first and second one, they are custom done in India. The very first one, the colorful one, that's custom done in Nepal, it's part of what you generally do. And they all hand-knotted, handmade, extremely durable, extremely, in terms of wear and tear, unbelievable, cleaning waste is un unbelievable. And obviously in terms of knots, if you look at the back, you would see how tiny the knots are. If you feel it, it's so dense, so, so intricate pattern. If I'm not mistaken, because I'm not good at math, okay. they would at least, at least 150 pounds. Oh my gosh, okay, yeah, they look like they're heavy. And now I have the impossible task of choosing which one I like more. Thank you so much, you guys. My pleasure, thank you so much for having us. It's a busy day here. <laughs> So in that clip, you heard David, who works at Weaver's Art uh, under a great friend of mine, Michael Porvikil. And I go to them typically um, toward the end of uh, steps eight and nine, and I will pre-select some carpets that I think are going to be perfect for my clients. Most often, I'll pick uh, two carpets, and I want to see them on site. So they'll bring them on site. They'll be able to roll them out and open them up and let me see them with the furniture that I've picked making it really easy to make a final decision. Uh, in this case, there were three carpets that I considered for the master bedroom. One I thought was a little bit crazy for sure. One I thought was too safe and the one that ultimately I end up picking. Okay, I'm going in here because you guys haven't had enough trouble today. What are you doing right now? <laughs> trying to install a huge mirror. A huge mirror, but you even had a huge mirror this morning and what did you do? You broke it on the way over here. All the way over here, it was Did, right when we were wasn't us. to the frame. So, correct. Game over. Like, game oh over my god, do you sometimes think you should work with things that aren't breakable? <laughs> oh, it would be wonderful, especially if it weren't so valuable as well. <laughs> I like the challenge. You like the challenge. Okay, it's so fun because these guys are in, we're all in the bathroom together, which is weird because we don't even know each other, but hey, it's nice to be in the bathroom. And then now they're hanging these huge mirrors, which is pretty complicated because behind the mirrors, is some lighting. We've got illumination going on all the way around the mirrors and an outlet at the back. So um, I'm not going to disturb them, but it's pretty fun. Look at the pictures of them standing on the counters and carrying these crazy sized mirrors around. Good luck. Thank you. 
I left feeling optimistic, but before long, I was called back upstairs to the ensuite, and I had to hear about a problem which would inevitably result in us not being able to get the mirrors installed before the big reveal. That's the worst case scenario, isn't it? We will do anything in our power to make sure we solve every single problem before the clients get home. And it's amazing what some some real dedicated focus, like, please, oh my God, you have to do this for me, uh, time will get you in the, at the end of the day. But this was a problem where the mirrors just could not be installed. Simultaneously, by the way, Kathy is working downstairs with movers and also answering questions on the fly, being called from one floor, one room to the other, problem solving as she goes. And then she's coming back to me to check in and see where I'm at. So it is a busy day. And I can tell you at the end of this day, I have major shin splints. I can barely walk because I have just been running, uh, in fact, for two days, not one day. I had downstairs and I can only be described as chaos. Again, go to businessofdesign.com and check out the photos of what the hallway of my client's house looked like. Movers are everywhere. There's styrofoam and popcorn because somebody opened a box inside, which we know better. You're supposed to open them outside, but it's pretty cold uh, in December in Toronto. So that's why that happened. Despite your best efforts, something always goes wrong. So the reality is we want to constantly let our clients know that there's no way it's going to be perfect, that there are going to be some moments where we really want to pull our hair out. But we've been here before. We will handle it. Let us handle the stress and we will finally make it right. But just know it's a we live in the same world. It's not perfect. People make mistakes. There are errors all along the way that can happen. And sometimes at step 10, you know, we, we catch one that we can't correct in the same day. No, okay, so tell me what's going on. Tell me the story. Okay, so the problem is is that the plug is too long. That's a serious plug. That's, That's a very like, big what, plug. Like a two-inch yeah, plug. Is that easy, normal? Easy two-inch. I don't know. There's other ones you could get. Um, you could get a flat plug that goes with this. That might be the easiest way to switch it up because this is just attached like this. Yeah. So to put an extension where there was a, a flat face instead of an extended face would work. Okay, because you have, you have like... You've got like a good like inch within here, so if it was flat, that would work. Okay? okay. So I think it's best that our guys just like get a new extension yes. to go to that instead of like screwing with this and putting it out from the wall. Agreed. Okay? Totally. Oh my gosh. All right. That's a new one for the books. So yeah. we went to install the mirrors because there's an outlet behind them and there's a huge plug and sticking out too far. But you came up with a really smart solution. I love you guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that that should work. So we'll, okay. we'll fix both and then have you we'll know have we'll come back and, and, we'll and get them on. And you'll bring us the mirror that's broken, not broken. Yeah. At the yeah. same time. It's a miracle. <laughs> it all worked out. It all, it's always something, right? It's uh, always something. And you guys are installing the carpet in the bedroom, which looks great. Isn't that funny? Like, the first one I liked, the second one I loved, and the third one, that was the winner. There you go. Okay, so the only other question then is, which do you like the lighter side or the darker side? What do you I would personally, I would personally recommend lighter side, especially with silk and wool rice because the silk pops more. And as you know, the first impression by far is much more important. As yeah. you come to the room, obviously you want it more regal, more grand, more yeah. luxurious. 
And this one, laying it from later stage, mm -hmm. it looks quite far much nicer than that. All right, I'm excited. Thank, Thank you, you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. So at one point today, it's so busy, and I hear this noise, and I'm like, what is that? And anyway, I finally figure out it's the family hamster, which I didn't know. It's kind of a new addition to the family. And he was hiding in the pantry, and he was running on his wheels. So I go over, and I make nice to the hamster and let him know I'm here, things are cool. And the client uh, sends me an email and says, hey, by the way, I'm expecting a package. Is everything going well? I'd say, no sign of the package, but for a minute, I thought your house was haunted and I discovered the hamster. And um, she said, oh, LOL, uh, he knows all the family secrets. To which I responded with another email that, oh, great, I'm gonna get him drunk and see what he has to say. And she sends me back a note that says, he gets really ugly on brown liquor. So <laughs> there you go, in the middle of madness, a little opportunity to joke with your client and just keep motoring. It takes a lot of energy to get through step 10. It's an intense day, um, some ups and some downs. And at the end, when that client walks through the door at step 11, uh, it's a pretty great feeling. Okay, the artwork is hanging. The mirrors are not, as you know. Carpets are in place. Padding is in place. Furniture is in place. Why then am I looking at a hallway that's got piles of bubble wrap, duct tape, scissors, boxes, and accessories that we haven't used? Hmm. I remember the first time that we did this, we were not prepared for the amount of packaging that came off of the goods we borrowed to place for our customers. That was a serious miscalculation, and we've done much, much better about taking care of that. We keep the movers most of the day. We get them to open packaging, place the bubble wrap in the fulfillment area, place the packaging in the fulfillment area, and that way, if we need to make any returns, we can go back to the original packaging, so that's great. But here we are at 3 o'clock, Clients are going to be here in two and a half hours, and uh, we've got a few more tasks to take care of and continue adding to our pricing list because we leave behind a list that labels each of the items that we place in the room and the cost of the item. Uh, we do that in retail dollars and uh, any discounts we share with the client. So we let them know that those are retail prices and if there is a discount eligible on an item, uh, when you decide you want to purchase it, we will calculate that at that time. The final interview you're going to hear is with Kamal from Studio Labate, and uh, he is truly an artist, a professional drapery maker, trained in London, England, and you're going to hear us being just a little bit catty about something that happens on site, but I'm telling you, there is no better feeling, and you guys know this, than having trades around you who know you and love you and have your back and make you look great in front of your clients over over and over and over again. And I have a handful of those trades that I've worked with forever. And Kamal is one of them. He was with me on my very first job. Uh, I lucked into him. And uh, we joke that uh, we will retire together. Like, I'm not leaving until he leaves. But when he leaves, I'm out of here. He's just too wonderful to rely on. And he has done projects for us in Toronto as well as Los Angeles. <laughs> we fly him back and forth to do our 
drapery installations. He's that good. So listen in. God. Okay. Running. Oh my God, we're laughing our heads off because oh my gosh, Kamal. Who has been making my drapes for 117 years, who I love dearly, is here against as well. He's trying to go home. <laughs> He's installed like 18 sets of draperies, and on the way out the door, what did I ask you to do? Change the light bulb. We installed the printer, <laughs> and I think we have to rake leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. You see, you guys, when you develop relationships with people who are amazing, they will cover you through thick and thin. So tell me about this job. It's a typical job for you in many ways, but tell me about this job. There's no typical job. Okay, that's true. (laughs) And every job, we're trying to do things different. You know, we're always talking about things. So here, the curtains aren't, it's not reinventing the wheel, but we did some really nice hardware. Yes. Which was, we got special custom brackets and it's like a very sleek track with no rings. Looks good. They have nice chandelier if we were sort of inspired by the other hardware in the house. What about the gold zipper? Yeah, we tried to do that on all the white curtains but we only ended up doing it on the hallway. We added on the leading edge a gold zipper like edging. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Subtle, but nice little detail. It's very cool. And then in the daughter's bedroom, the one, the one child that they like. Is this what we were talking There's about. four kids. Okay, tell the story. <laughs> we, growing up, I, my sister's a year and a half younger, and I was sure that my mother liked her better. And I always, I tried to corner my mother, <laughs> and always the argument was, you like her better, that's why I'm the one getting in trouble. So in this house, there's four children, and only one some reason got nice curtains yeah the other three what happened to the other three I okay so the two today. the two boys i just got like whatever i don't even know but the one daughter <laughs> for whatever reason my client said she was just going to go to this nice couple who are nearby who have a drapery store and she was going to get them there but she, for some reason uh the one daughter's room was more complicated so you got that one and oh my god when you guys see on the website these freaking stunning spectacular draperies with embroidered butterflies on them and a butterfly shutter to go with the wallpaper and then i'll show you the other daughter's bedroom dear lord in heaven just what how would you describe those drapes <laughs> <laughs> it's the daughter they don't like as much. Oh, they love it. <laughs> no, so I was the analogy is like tasting wine. If you get like to taste the wine side by side, you can understand the difference. You need a palate, but you know, once you have an eye for things, you or taste for things, you can tell the difference between a good and bad one. But with curtains, because they're made you never get to see a finished made curtain with one fabric and then made it with another compared side by side. So in this house, luckily, in a way, we get to see like a curtain that's made with flannel, you know, with the blackout lining, proper length, pleated properly. And then forget about all the details like the embroidery, just the fabrication of it. And then a curtain with just like the standard curtain you would get in any sort of drapery shop, machine made with just lining. Yeah, with really tight pencil pleats, and it doesn't quite go to the floor. I'm not sure what happened there. So I will definitely point that out to my clients and say, please don't try this at home. Please don't do this without us. It's things like when you look at a magazine, you don't notice those things because visually things disappear. But when you can touch them and you can look at them or you can compare them side by side, that's where you see a big difference. Yeah. That's the snob. 
factor. <laughs> I tease him about being a drapery snob all the time. And I say drapery because I think it sounds better. But you say curtain. I think curtain is like something goes over a kitchen window. I don't know. In England, it's called curtain making. And they're curtains. So I That's where you were trained. There, and so that's what I go with. Oh, my gosh. Will you do um, Megan and Prince Harry's uh, windows for them? Yeah, well, she's already wearing Canadian designer. I know. So let's go. Let's do this thing. Okay, you're a sweetheart. Wait, before you leave. <laughs> what now? <laughs> <laughs> Let me to empty. <laughs> Would you mind? <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. And thank you. I know this was a little unorthodox. If it wasn't your cup of tea, that's cool. Uh, next week, we've got an amazing New York City designer, Shauna Starkman, uh, talking uh, about some things that are far more practical, probably, but uh, you'll love her. Uh, and we have lots of different episodes that you can listen into if you're just discovering us. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. Uh, please reach out with your show ideas, or if you want to be a guest we want to interview you have a wonderful week at business of design we know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm there are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life don't try to do this alone join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses Plus, access to Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results.